It is Saturday, the 5th of June, 2021, and this is episode 397 of Digital Outbox. Hello, welcome to another episode. It's Chris in this seat and Ian in that seat. Hello, Ian. Good afternoon, Chris. After 350 episodes, we've finally moved off Hangouts. I feel super excited. <laughs> Last minute Hangouts didn't work for us today. It didn't didn't show us our video or my audio, so something went a bit wrong. But we are we're in Discord land, which is always a nice place to be at the moment. And a company doing quite well. I think they've got another runway fund and and off they trot. They've just redesigned, in fact, their new logo. And Sony, and, and Sony throw them some money as well. So it's all, it's all. Ah, uh, yes, good. that's that could be good and bad, couldn't it? But yes, Sony yeah. uh, in bed with Discord, and Discord are in bed with Sony. Well, we talked about a jolly old. Well, we talked about. Bit of a kiss and a cuddle. Yeah, yeah. make yourself, make yourself through them ten billion as an offer, and they said no. So they've clearly, <laughs> um, they're clearly either looking for fifteen to twenty billion, or they think they've got, you know, what to be their own thing. So much money, isn't it? So much money. <laughs> Anyway, Microsoft have been teasing us with uh, next generation of Windows, their announcement coming soon. Uh, Microsoft build, they kind of, there's a lot of chatter around this next version of Windows. Remember that we were told that we weren't going to have a new version of Windows ever again. But recently they've been kind of keying up that this is, uh, whilst, you know, it might not be a brand new version number, there's certainly the underlyings of it. Uh, you're saying there is going to be a version, like I was seeing by your very high resolution Discord video. Uh, that, that might be the case so whatever it, it's it sounds like it's very much focused around an app store is is kind of the the gist of what i'm getting the feeling of it um, so they've, they've talked about new app store they've talked about uh, significant ui changes um the surprising thing was this there's been people now talking about new version over the last few days and microsoft put out a um so they basically said yep june 24th um, at 11 a.m., I think, Pacific time. So it's a, kind of, a bit of an odd time. Um, and then they had an image of a, a window with the sun shining through it and, and the usual Windows logo with the kind of four squares. But in the shadow, the, the, the horizontal bar taken out and people are saying, is that trying to say an 11? Because there's mm -hmm. been rumours about 11 and, and Apple had a document that said Windows 11 in the official support notes. So okay, I mean, it was. <clears throat> there's always going to be a time when the technology warrants a version number just for people, and people love having a new version number. Right, it gives them something to cling on to. It's an easy thing. It's not just the latest version of Windows. It's Windows 11, new out, and therefore you can build some buzz around it. So it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but it certainly sounds like yeah, App Store integration is 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 part of the kind of buzz around it but equally allowing people it seems like they might be going down the route of saying well our app store is not going to cost you anything to join we're not going to take a cut or whatever um certainly allowing third parties might be a part of that so i guess we'll just have the general <laughs> rumors now and then announcements in a few days time uh, yeah well we're what when's, when's the 24th going to be two two and a half weeks away yeah not uh, so we're not yeah, so I mean, we've got you know dub dub next week. We've got all the E3 stuff the week after, and then that'll be followed by a, a new version of Windows to to gaze at. So yeah, all good. 
And during build itself, they uh, Microsoft sort of showed off some Edge improvements. So remember, Edge went across to the kind of Chromium underlying drivers, um, and they're sort of still developing their front end bit of that. And uh, again, the 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 kind of buzz around it seems to be that it's still a very good option. I'm guessing by you saying that you don't use Edge, so I, so I use Edge now at work, and I'm um, really really pleased with it. As a browser, yeah. it's just really good, and um, I think. I think from memory, I don't have Chrome anywhere installed in any home devices now. So I don't have it on the Mac, don't have it on, on my Windows PC. I guess I do because it's a Chromium engine underneath, but um, I, I just find Edge Edge is a really good browser. Project Reunion? I have no idea what that is, it is but they're going to version 0.8 preview. This is all about um, this is all about their underlying UI for development. And I think that's what's so bold... In some ways, Build is a lot more developer. And I'm, I shouldn't say that. So both DubDub and, and Build are developer focused, but I mean, yeah. but Apple always throw in a lot more consumer typeface in there. So, well, they um, know people are going to watch that. that exactly, hour long thing. And 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 the thing about I think WWDC is it's like that is the start of Apple's year because they're saying here's the upcoming iOS, iPadOS, you know, software releases, and that sets the tone for the next you know the next year. Um, whereas build has always been a lot more, you know, I, I guess I, I think they've been more aggressive around, I guess, the changes in, in, in Windows and Microsoft as a company. So you've seen things like, you know, it wasn't, a, you know, Reunion, I think it was a small thing for me, but, you know, they showed you Windows Terminal and some of the power in there. They're now supporting um, Linux GUI apps within Windows itself. And they're just yeah, I saw that with Docker there was a way of putting your Linux kernel inside and running it through Windows, and I'm guessing now they're just extending on top of that kind of ability that you can. The modern day processors, uh, you know, are so good at doing this this emulation job that you can just whack a Linux kernel uh, and off off it trots. Well, they've always they've had I think the subsystem for Linux and Windows now for I think about two years. But it's um, not a ma- you know in computing terms, it's still not a massive length of time. But it's, it just shows how. No compatible everything is nowadays but if you'd went back four years and said this is the, or probably maybe not four years but you know when Bama was in charge if you said this is directional channel for windows mm. and they were going to really support things like terminal linux subsystems and now launching yep. linux gui apps inside windows and um, it is a pretty but it still it actually feels now if you're a developer windows is a place to be because you can do so much on it yeah 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 i, I don't think that's truly been ever different i think from a developer's point of view windows environments have still generally offered they haven't offered the most money income but they've certainly offered a good developer environment uh, so yeah okay uh, another bit of news amazon has bought mgm studio mgm studio sorry 8.45 billion wow so another move to sort of solidify amazon's streaming service make sure it's got some content to keep it relevant so we've seen with things like uh you know uh disney plus that that's moving content away from other streamers and moving into sort of uh yeah specific channels and i guess this is amazon's way of making sure that they have have got content to protect long term uh yeah I mean, you, you mentioned lots of money when we talked about Discord, but I was just for like one. I'm always going to be cheeky and just say like one app, <laughs> but I know it's I know it's more than that. Um, but eight point four five billion, and I've got four thousand films and seventeen thousand TV shows, you know, including it's... all the James Bond backlog, Rocky series. You know, there's some there's some classics that are enough to pull people in, um, but it's still an awful lot of money, isn't it? But and and, and there's rumours around. 
you know, that they're looking to try and take things like, so could they take the Rocky films and develop a series off it, you know, with the Rocky name against it? Could you do yeah. more with Bond? You know, so maybe not the 007 character, but in the Bond universe, do a TV series about, I don't know, what you would do about around Q maybe, or the, or, you know, like the, the, the gadget team. Uh, but it's such a prestigious, you know, you know, like hey, drop we never hear film. about, we never hear about 0012. <laughs> <laughs> but you know but, what I mean. As, no, but, I do, I, I do I worry about the fact that they, they need to make money out of it, and and you know, often you know, these new new world companies are they good at? Well, do they? So here's the thing. So Jeff Bezos is like, did he just wake up and go and just buy them? I, I yeah, and, and equally, I guess something like a, an Amazon is earning so much money every year that actually this is a, a reasonable purchase. The yeah. fact that they, you know, this extra. Well, confirmation that people will still re- renew their subscriptions probably brings in that eight point four five billion in a you know two three years return on investment. Which, from a you know return on investment thing, that is when when other companies are having to work decades into the future for returns on investment, this is really not that big for them. And probably a defensive move against your Netflixes and mm. um, Amazon and HBO, who are all doing yeah, their own thing now. Um, whereas whereas four or five years ago, you could. You know, the, you know, there was only maybe two or three platforms. It now feels there's like seven or eight, and they're all wanting their own content on it back again. It's funny how it, it switches and turns and twists, but, you know, um, I'm kind of back to watching iPlayer content at the moment because I don't have, uh, you know, a main channel TV in now. Um, but but equally, it goes my, my, my watching goes from sort of YouTube to iPlayer to Netflix, and, a, and it has been on Amazon before, but recently it's been nowhere near Amazon. for I haven't watched anything on Amazon service for ages. Um, and it's funny how things sort of ebb and flow, because when, uh, you know, there was a whole time when I was watching lots of content on the Amazon service, but I'm not at the moment. And I think it's, for me, it's, and I know this is, it feels really, I don't know, wasteful is probably the best word. I find it needs a big show to launch to take me back into that particular service and then I'll watch more around it so you'll um, notice you know, that other things have happened uh, and uh, appeared since yeah. Uh, yeah so like the you know the boys season three will, will get me back on Amazon and I'll Absolutely, be watching yeah. that and that'll and then you'll be like oh that's there that's there that's there and, and it's the same with Netflix you know I was you know I'd went and watched like Last Dance and then it was like oh here's other things that I have missed while I've not really been paying too much attention um, and I think yeah. I th- I don't know if that's just has uh, been odd. That's that's I find my big. I think so. I, I think that, no. I think that's how everyone else works as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's why this kind of consolidated service, something like a, a Microsoft, which has access into all these things, or a TV service, which then shows you all of the the content across all those providers, actually, and it's kind of where Apple were trying to get to. But now that they've become a bit protectionist over their own you know, environments, I'm not sure whether it's going to work. But yeah, the ability to just go somewhere and do a search and and then just watch it. You know, across the streaming, the traditions of Netflix, Amazon Prime, but equally YouTube, which is more and more is getting content and it's, you know, it's getting live stuff going on there as well. So uh, and you can certainly watch quite a lot on YouTube as far as subscription or um, purchasing individual movies and stuff like that stuff. You know, that's it's all you know heading in that direction. And the Apple so. side does work like that apart from Netflix. Yeah, but, but there's always going to be those frictions because exactly. they are now... They're in competition, not just in partnership. Yeah. I actually find the LG apps probably easier just in the telly because they actually surface up. Here's what's new. It just as an icon above the as you scroll through it, and it's like it's just it's just interesting how they're all doing the deals. 
Yeah, but then LG are losing content and providers, and they, I think Channel Four disappeared from them, and they've Channel Four's disappeared quite a lot, and they're at risk of becoming irrelevant. It's quite hard to get hold of good quality Channel Four content yeah, and, right now. And I don't know why that is because they are they are partly partly tax funded as well. They put they put quite a lot on YouTube of of snippets, um, but but equally say they they don't they they I think they're just annoyed that they get under you know under. Um, promised on money for when they want to go in these services but it's the problem is it's one of those things are eyeballs the uh you know the bit that brings you the the money or is it the content i don't know anyway etsy are being acquired by uh, sorry um etsy are acquiring uk um selling site depop so etsy is a new york based company uh and they are spending 1.625 billion in mostly cash because <laughs> like it's just you got that stuffed in your pockets um to yeah to buy this um depop and i guess that's you know it's a sign that e-commerce is absolutely blossoming right now um yeah 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 that's the i think with the whole the what the last 18 months is it 18 months 14 15 months just feels like last year in a bit decade uh, yeah last year <laughs> a bit. i think the last year in a bit has accelerated that move Definitely. to um yeah. you know that move to just buying online um and Depop seems to, and again, it's in that it's in that a really important market because it's in in youth, so it's really popular with youth. Um, so so in, anything that's popular in, in youth tends to get acquired or cloned. Um, so yeah, Etsy, Etsy, in with a big move, and a, and a big move for I guess the as it's UK based because we don't tend to see too many, you know, UK kind of tech startups yeah, bubbling it's up. It's quite and, rare that we hear companies that side of size of money being flashed around, isn't it? Yeah. You know, usually I think there's a lot of smaller acquisitions. But um clearly there was a there was enough in this one to go for it. Big, 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 big money for for what I just see as a you know, quite a straightforward, you know, online shopping app. It seems like it's it's not based on revenue that they've paid that no. much money. I guess it's just eyeballs and it's the right audience that matches where Etsy want to go. And that's why they've made the play rather than money for the sake of, the, you know, an app's guaranteed revenue. But yeah, just the right people at the right time. Like you say, the youth market and it's it's got a trend over here. So they're willing to pay for it. Yeah. And it's growing fast in the US and 90% of its market, 90% of its users are under 26. Talking of under 26s, Instagram um, is going to let sort of Instagram influencers and people and operators and users of Instagram service remove the uh, like count from their posts to try and remove the pressure to always get new likes and judging how good their content is or how ultimately judging themselves about how good they are by the number of likes that they're getting. Um, And this is to designed to try and counter some of these sort of surveys and academic surveys that are coming out of the woodwork now which well they've been around for a while but they're kind of more and more prevalent and being looked at more and more closely as to how yeah damaging social media can be to young people uh now i i quantify what well, i caution that by saying every single time there's a new technology tv radio going back further you know all these things they always draw academic research and those researchers always say how damaging it all is um but yeah it's um certainly the 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 look and feel of social media right now is that it's causing some pretty big social psychological damage and uh and and maybe yeah we're they need to do some work to try and help that and removing the like and the pressure that that entails uh is is the latest thing 
I, I don't know. How much do you use Instagram? Um, daily. So I, to I, a view or post or both. Um, so when I was doing, certainly when I was doing the photography side more, and I guess last last the last few pandemic ones, I've not been. Um, so I've got two accounts, kind of like personal one, and then I had the photography one, and I would post twice a week. You know, I would it was a kind of kept me out photographing. You know, there was a built up a. I wouldn't, I didn't, I wouldn't say like a fall. I built up a kind of community of you know photographers I liked as well, and it was it was nice keeping it separate because it felt like there was a kind of friends, friends or people I wanted to follow that weren't in the photography world, and then there was a real heavy focus around photography and landscapes and other other types. Um, I still, I actually still find it probably, you know, preferred social network, um, and I think this is a good thing. Um, I think if there was it feels like one of these things where they think they tried it in a couple of countries for a, for a year or two now, um, and I, I think if they were genuine about this, they would have they would have done it the other way around. They would have said by default now we're turning this off, and you will let you opt in if you want to show likes. But they're so, only doing this to as lip service. They're not doing it because because uh, yeah. anything which doesn't make people come back to the service and makes it less addictive, which causes the less pressure, they're exactly. not going to actually want to implement. They're doing it for lip service. So it's like it's like most. I'm saying most. You know, if you look at you know things like so, Apple are still doing their look how much money we've made for small developers because they're like desperately trying to avoid being you know sued to hell and getting their app store model you know ripped up. Um, this to me was another one where it was like you're right, you know, because there's all the chat around, you know, Instagram, you know, made my son daughter commit suicide or you know gave them depression and you know this is and I think it does make sense because people do actually get obsessed about you know small. No, I'm saying small things, people but... judge their life by the the you know it's, it's the easy thing to see from afar and criticize, but. People yeah. and, and young people particularly judge their life by real snapshots of the perfect perfect life that people present on Instagram, uh, and it's very difficult. And and you see you know a hundred people's little snapshot of perfect perfection, and you think oh that's I've got to try and live up to that, and my life is pathetic and useless because of it. And I think that is genuinely the psychology that goes into making you feel like you're not doing enough with your life because you're seeing a hundred other people all condensed into what their highlight and they're showing off nature of what they're doing, you know, the perfect dinner they've just eaten, even if it probably, it may have looked amazing, but it tasted crap or whatever, you know, it's just one of those things that if it looks great in a picture that people take a picture of it, don't they? And, and a bit of honesty for me, the, um, there was an absolute buzz when a couple, and it's like a handful of my photos on Instagram, you know, just, just blew up. You know, and I don't know whether it was some sort of algorithmic reason why, or it was just a better photo, or you know, enough people you know liked it quickly enough to then trigger something else. But a few of them just went instead of getting it, you know, I don't know, hundred likes or two hundred likes. A couple of them were like, "Well, there's a thousand likes and fifteen hundred likes," and there was no, they didn't feel like a rhyme or reason. And I could see other photographers talking about the, I'm clearly the algorithm's helping me today, or. I'm not getting the engagement I'm used to, and I was, and I was like, I don't want to be in that world where I'm worrying about engagement. But then, and that's, and that's what these people. This is their whole business and life. Uh, and, that, and that's the difference. Yeah. That's not my business. Whereas for some of the photographers, you know, they see this as an absolute. If I can yeah. become, you know, big on Instagram, then it generates traffic to maybe our website. They'll buy calendars. They'll come in my, you know, tutoring course. They'll subscribe to the things that I'm doing. Um, they maybe want to, you know, so whatever your, you know, business as a photographer is, I, I do it as a hobby. And there, but there is a buzz off it because you're like, ooh, that's that's fantastic. And then you put up what you think's a better photo, and you don't get 
you don't get that same light, and you're like, oh. And it's the same. I mean, and, and I'm I'm saying I'm saying Instagram as if it's all Instagram. It was the same in Flickr. A couple, I think I've had like eight to ten photos hit the explore page in Flickr, and once you hit the explore page, you know you uh, get that, ten to twenty times wow. the traffic. It's amazing. It's an exponential thing. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why the viral hits and why. People are out there just trying to make viral content. They're not out there caring about anything but trying to get that engagement. You know, and, it's and a the shame real, that yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing about what does the engagement doesn't mean good or bad content. It just means it's hit a, a threshold. And the difference for me, I I had like notifications turned on if people like liked photos on on Flickr because you get five or ten, you know, a photo, so it was no big deal, and it was a I didn't have noise or anything. Um, and the day my first photo hit explore. I had to turn it all off because it was chewing up your inbox. <laughs> well, it just it went it went from there was it was literally like a thousand you know, there was like a thousand odd people liking it, and then there was like you know eighty comments under it, and people were like, "Congrats on the explore!" And I'm like, "I'm on explore," and there was a real mm-hmm. as I said, it was a real buzz because it's like, "Oh wow," but I've no idea how, no idea why, but it was nice. <laughs> no. Twitter has launched a premium service called Twitter Blue. This is initially in Canada and Australia. Um, and this is so comes with several features, but you can bookmark tweets so you don't have to like something to go back to it. So you can click bookmark. So effectively, you can mark content to read or reference in the future that maybe you don't want to apply a like to because you don't want people saying you like it. You're just marking it because maybe you disagree with it and you would like to uh, see it in the future. Um, they are also going to allow you to undo your tweet. So this isn't quite an edit, but um, it allows you to get rid of something if you've got a typo or whatever. The, the tw- Twitter is still sort of want to protect the fact that you say what you say and that you, they don't want you to be able to edit what you've said going forward, um, say, to remove something that's controversial or whatever. Um, and they've got a new kind of clutter-free reading format available to premium subscribers only. So again, that's... Um, uh yeah something that they are offering so it's not a massive um thing this subscription's costing sort of 349 canadian dollars or uh 449 uh, australian dollars so it's but it, you know it's they're still asking for money for it and the and the reading is not they twitter recently brought um bought a service um called i think it was scroll um and they thought that, that the clutter free uh, reading might be to do with that but they've said no that's not it's sort of separate from that um yeah i I'm, i was really underwhelmed by this um it was it was like it seems such a a small you know i don't know just you know yes it's a small monthly fee but it seems a small set of figures was it i mean it was mm. just was it just me i, I don't know no, I just, I, it doesn't it doesn't interest me at all but then i don't use twitter so of course it won't yeah but i just felt i just felt there was you know there's maybe other things where because people have talked about subscription service for a few years now and said let me subscribe and remove ads you know so so youtube absolutely are hammering people to you know subscribe 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 and i'm sure i've actually become quite tempted because the ads are just so intrusive now I would be if it wasn't for the fact that it was all hooked up to their music service. I would, uh, I'd rather I was off. If I had an option just to remove it from the video service, I would do that. And if it was cheaper than that, it is. I am not prepared to pay for the music service and and to do um, it that way. Same. So it's like if if it's like half the price and you remove the ads, I would be like, yeah. I think I I think it'd be worth it for me. I think yeah. Yeah, because it's just I just find it so invasive. Um, and, And they're getting more so, like we said last time out. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and I feel the same about Twitter. You know, it's like I just find find there's a lot about their platform that I like, but there's a lot that I don't like. That it'd be great to say, have some bucks. You know, here's some money and and take that away. But you know, an undo an undo button. You know, which is like really is that is that really premium? And even like the bookmarking and the re- almost like a read it later type service. I'm like, hmm, don't know. Felt. Felt there was more there that that, that they it's could have. It's clearly went a, down. It's, it's almost a placeholder for something bigger. I think that they're just testing out. Uh, uh, but yeah. yeah, I don't see them getting many many users on that. But then again, men, you know, not many of your users in a big platform is still quite a lot of users. So. Uh, yeah, but even even things like you know, if there was better premium support, or you know, if you were a, I guess if you were getting more hate on it, you know, something you could do, or they would give you more help around that. Because I think that's something they've not they've still not addressed. You still saw. You know, we still see footballers regularly just getting racist abuse on all platforms, and it just seems the most simplest things to 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 fix when they fix copyright. If you can fix copyright, you can fix that, and it just tells them they don't want to do it. Meanwhile, in Nigeria, they have suspended Twitter operations, saying the platform undermines its corporate existence. Uh, so I haven't actually looked into this story too much, but uh, a country removing social media access is never generally a good sign. Uh, so yeah, so Twitter deleted the tweets, tweets and videos of President um, uh, Buhari. Um, so he was making threats to punish segments of the country. He was using Twitter as a vehicle, and then Twitter was like, "No, nope, we're taking these down." Um, and Nigeria responded by basically blocking the service. Um, interestingly, they announced a block on Twitter, which 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 is a quite quite ironic. Um, I think it shows where a lot of countries are going now. But it's a real, you know, we talked we've talked before around you know like China, Russia, and how you know Apple and Twitter and other countries, Facebook as well, you know, do you know they do do things differently. In those countries, and we don't see it. There was a great example this week. So it's Pride, was it Pride? I don't want to say Pride Day or whatever, but I was going to get the month. name wrong. Yeah, but it was. I think there was a certain day this week where it was it was celebrated. So there's a lot of you know Dell changed their icon, Facebook changed their icon, Apple changed their icon. It was a great post yesterday that I saw, and it showed you. But but in in China and Middle Eastern versions of the same company didn't change it. Because they would be absolutely destroyed by either government or locals in that that country, and it's like so you're you're only principled in you know certain areas, and mm. I think I think it's just that the the social media companies are fighting the same. They're going to get a you know obviously they they they, they took away Trump's access you know a year ago, um, and I don't think anybody as much as as much as the right you know I guess the Republicans in America still want to. You know, say we're we're getting throttled and our voice is getting throttled. I don't think they would want to go down the line of banning a service. Mm. Um, whereas there's clearly Nigerians have said, right, you're down. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It, the, the thing is, there's so many. I was going to say there's so many different communication methods, but it's finding out about it. You know, so it's like you can easily move to you know Telegram and other things, and lots of you know, I think Hong Kong. There's lots of because Hong Kong was getting really you know, really censored around social media um, and and, and either Twitter or Facebook, they have moved to a lot of, you know, Signal and Telegram and a lot of the, you know, the the, the fully encrypted, untraceable, can't can't block services. Um, So we'll see what happens next. Um, And also it might be tied, um, uh, there's been a bit of a tech fight in Africa 
and Twitter were rumoured to be going to Nigeria as a headquarters in Africa, but they went to Ghana instead. So maybe there's just been a slippery path of, you know, don't, don't want to see Twitter's downfall in that region or in that area, but it just feels like where they connected. But the the the, the president was, I mean, it was some pretty ugly stuff he was he was tweeting. So he's quite rightly he was, he was blocked. Talking about presidents and being blocked, Trump uh, <laughs> has had his ban of Facebook um, or his ban from Facebook upheld. So the oversight um, board uh, sort of said, yep, we agree to it. Although they've given themselves caveats that they can unban him at any time within that two-year period. So they've kind of left it open. Two years is is the longest uh, period of time. So it is the most stringent ban. But they, like I say, they've given themselves a back-out plan should they want to change. And and Trump has said that he would like to, or potentially he's going to throw his hat in the ring for the next presidential race. And whether at that point, they are almost obliged to unblock him. Uh, I don't know, uh, but 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 again, it'll be interesting when that time is reached. Uh, yeah. So lots of people reckoned the two years was because it meant it meant that takes you through to him starting his presidential run if he did want to do it, and he would be back on the the socials. Um, I don't. I, I won't we'll never know if that's true or not. Uh, no, it was good to see Nick Clegg's name appear again. Another. <laughs> Another man we can faithfully trust from a UK perspective. Apple has updated their AirTags uh, after stalking fears. Now, I thought they'd already inbuilt something into their AirTags to protect against uh, people sort of attaching a tag to a random stranger. Um, but have they extended that even further? It was, the, it, was the, it was the time you get an audio signal. So it's like I could have stuck it in your car and I think it's three days before it. It, it, it started like beeping and they're now saying it's between 8 and 24 hours so it'll do it a lot quicker um, I thought you I'm, got an alert on your phone if someone, if something was following but I guess if you're not in the Apple environment you don't get to see something like that and that's the other part of this they're going to bring it an Android app so you will uh, get an alert on your Android phone because I've realised there is actually other <laughs> there are other people using phones other than the Apple devices yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I think having Apple these Apple tags being used as tracking devices is is not a good look, is it? If it's uh, yeah done by people of nefarious. And, and I've got, I mean, I've got. I, I, I don't know if I did see another podcast or it's just I was talking to you. I've, I mean, I've got one now, and and the, the tech works really well. Um, there's no. Yeah, you were saying you were going to try it out in sort of some random areas that you thought might not have any. I was going yeah. to post it, so I was potentially like post it oh, to you, and or and then get you to yeah. post it back. But somebody, somebody's already done it, and 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 true enough, it, it, depending on somebody being an iPhone close by, um, it would tell him where it was, so he can attract it for twenty four hours. <laughs> and I was like, well, somebody's done it and blogged about it, so what's the point? I know it works. <laughs> yeah, fair deals. Yeah. Okay. Well, they've added some extra layers into that, so that's good. Uh, breaking news: um, not that long ago, actually, <laughs> just before we started the podcast, <laughs> yeah. uh, the G7 nations have um, backed a deal to tax multinationals, and the aim here is to tax multinationals in the place where services are being rendered or delivered, rather than uh, place of origin. It's been many, many, many years we've been talking about how does the tax system in a global environment work and, and it's been, ta- you know, companies have their actual locations and then they have sort of uh, branches and offices and or, or even don't just have services in areas where they just end up not paying any tax. That's been an issue in these massive service-based companies um, and 
315 billion uh, Microsoft paid zero corporation tax on on that profit, you know, last year in because it's based in Bermuda. Um, so Microsoft, that famous Bermudan company, uh, you know, uh, it's and and I get it's been an issue for and well, it's been an issue for a long time. They haven't come up with a solution. Pandemic spending has meant that these big countries need big uh, budgets to fill holes. And they've decided that now is the right time to come up with an agreement to get some of that money from these big multinational corporations. Uh, yeah, we, we we stopped. I think we 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 deliberately forced ourselves to stop covering the finances because it just become it became a real. I don't know. It became a bit of a, a drudge for us, didn't it? Because it was like yeah. every every quarter was just massive profit, and then every year you would tell you how there was zero 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 pounds on corporation tax, um, and it's. It'll be interesting to see what happens next because it's these are the G seven, so the big, you know, the, the the seven big economies of the world, um, and clearly the Bermudas and the Ireland's and the other places where businesses have been basing themselves are going to go. Well, hold on, we've been we've been making a little bit of cash off of this. Interestingly, kind of the UK as well now, right? Given that we're outside the European Union, it would have been one of the plays to become a sort of taxi type haven, um, but that tax not taxis. I was going to say is that is I'm going to see what like Microsoft black cabs and Apple black cabs competing for your yeah and and it would have been you know one of those things not necessarily good for the country but good for money people uh, yeah. um but but yeah the, the fact that the G7 including the UK have uh, agreed to this deal now shows how much they need to get hold of some of this cash that's going to these random small countries uh, and yeah those random small countries are not going to be happy about these big bully boys making these decisions which should be nothing to do with them but like i say we live in this multinational um you know environment global environment that that, that these rules are kind of needed to make things work and, and there's two bits to it that there's the focus on so the first bit being there's um your, your pay tax where um where you're selling your products or services um so again avoiding what we've just described with Microsoft, you know, based in Bermuda, even though they're, I don't know how much, but 10 billion or something in the UK, maybe 20 billion, you know, they'll, they'll through their, you know, through sales, you know, and it'll be the same for Apple and Amazon and all, all those others. And then they want this, 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 they, they want a kind of a ceiling across the globe to say that's the lowest a country can go. Yeah. So regardless of what country, they want to say it's 15% tax regardless so that people cannot just undercut uh, yeah. and undercut and undercut race to the bottom um and yeah 15 percent is what they've said it so we've seen some yeah we've seen some early comments so uh, so so this is g7 it's now going to now move to the g20 in july which is the 19 big countries plus the eu um, and the eu's come out and said they will contribute actively to making this happen so that that sounds positive and um, irish finance minister is is like it's in everybody's interest to, to achieve sustainable, ambitious, you know, agreement. But any agreement would have to meet the needs of small and large countries. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, because how many headquarters does Ireland have? And if you take that away, I mean, we yep. we say, of course, they're going to moan about it, but that is the fate of their country, ultimately. They've become the headquarters of Europe because of the 12.5 tax rate they've got. Uh, and they do several favors which have come up against scrutiny and and failed when tested several times uh, european law but nevertheless that is how they make their economy work and by taking that away 
you could be talking very very serious consequences for Ireland you know, and that's why this is not a an easy thing um but you could see why the big countries want to do it but you you know it's certainly at the cost of and the expense of smaller developing ones so the interesting about you was that you was referring to the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD. So that's a, a, a inter intergovernmental economic organisation. It's got thirty eight member countries, and he's looking for that to promote rather than the G seven. And Amazon um, put a quote saying, "We believe an OECD led process, you know, would be good, but this is a welcome step forward to achieve this goal." And Google have come out and said they strongly support the work. Um, I, I, I don't know if this will just be um, it'll just be almost like a kind of whack-a-mole it feels, you know. So they'll bring in this, and there'll be some other thing that they'll then, you know, like they'll they'll make sure they spend all their profit doing something else, so they make zero profits or something. There'll be some crazy thing that they'll do that means you can't tax me because you can't. I've not made any money this year because Amazon used to do that quite a bit, where they would be like, "Well, I don't need to do all the crazy accounting. I'll just make sure I reinvest it all, so I make zero profit." Or or like Trump, you go and make a stupid purchase of a company that's completely got a hole in finance and, and you offset any profits so to say, overall, I've made a, a loss. And therefore, even though I've got lots of money swilling around, I've bought this company that's minus 15 billion, which I'm not going to do anything with or whatever. Uh, talk about other things that not doing. Um, NVIDIA has announced <laughs> RTX, 30s, 30, uh, RTX 3080 ties, which I didn't realize that I thought I always said TI. So did I, because uh, so titanium it is the thing. But but yeah. nevertheless, on the on the commercials and the uh, the, the the keynotes, they were thirty eighty tie and thirty seventy tie, um, and yep, they are the bump up that you might expect with uh, graphics cards which have got that titanium um, moniker, and yeah, the twelve hundred dollars for these cards that you're not going to be able to find and you won't be able to buy for twelve hundred dollars. So. It was kind of annoying that they were talking about how all these people are enjoying their products, but most people aren't enjoying their products because they can't get hold of them. Uh, no, I jumped on eBay on the day they came out and they were going for double the price. And they still are. And there's plenty of um, retailers now as well also bumped up their prices. It took a little while for people to bump them up the first time around, but this time they're kind of, I think they've just said, you know, sod it. It's This is the direction of it. Uh, so I imagine, like you say, that they're going to be going for an awful lot of money. Uh, the only good thing about having higher level products is that maybe some of the lower level stuff will, I was going to say, become more available, re- reasonable, but it's not going to. Um, we are in for the long haul on trying to get hold of good graphics cards. I think it's we're probably two years out from being all settled. Um, bizarrely, it feels like what it's going to drive is either... Um, because there's people now, as you say, talk about the chip shortage is a two year three thing, two mm. to three years. Because by the time you get, how do you clear that backlog? Because by the time you get the foundries up and running to do all and all the factories to do this, you're it's a two to three. So it's a, it's it's pretty pretty scary, you know, prospect. And and I think the quick the most guaranteed route is just to buy a brand new PC. Um, and and yeah it's been a boom for pc builders and those kind of companies because that they have sold a lot of equipment which probably people didn't want <laughs> you know but then i guess that's good in that thing uh it kind of this the, the 3080 tie kind of puts it between the 3080 and the 3090 as you might expect it's not too dissimilar a price um so it, again it splits that gap 
um but it does it only still it has 12 gigabytes of uh its ram but the rest of it is very similar in performance to the 3090 which again the retail price on the 3090 is 1500 rather than 1200 um and you do get that double that memory so and and like I say people have been buying the 3090 purely because there's been nothing else to pick up or they, that's the one that they found at the time and they're really desperate but 1200 quid for a uh, 3080 tie it's it's a lot of cash it's a lot of cash but i think the, the other thing is if you're really happy with your case motherboard the 38 is more chance of fitting in it whereas the 3090 is a, a big point. boy yep yeah so the 3080 is the same form factor as the sorry the 3080 tie is the same form factor as the 3080 in fact it doesn't look any different other than the fact it's got two different letters on it um so yes the form factor difference is uh is important there for sure it was interesting. Uh, I've just jumped in scans page, you know. So I've just I went on eBay and yeah, you know, between two thousand and two and a half thousand people are looking for for cards, and people are bidding on cards and they're sitting at about the eighteen nineteen hundred mark. So they're obviously willing to pay well above um, the going rate. Um, just on scans page because they're really public around around like the thirty series. They've got a status page. They're still not fulfilled the orders from last September. Mm. So they're still not fulfilled the pre-order. Still got one hundred and twelve to fulfill. And they're not taking pre-orders on the tie mm. because they cannot. Nobody is committing to what stock they can ship and when. So they're they're just not. They're just. Not, it's almost like they're not selling it. But I did see a tweet this morning that said, um, uh, "Pre-order a a, a a tie, a thirty-eight tie, um, you know, full system." And one of my other followers actually asked them, "When will I get it? Can't guarantee it, but it's a first come, first serve." And it's like, uh, so again, they're putting all their stock into PC builds because yeah. <laughs> they can sell a whole lot of junk for uh, when that's not what people want. But anyway, there you go. Markets going to be markets. Sony has delayed God of War to 2022. Um, and it's also announced that um, they, it's going to come out onto the PS4 as well as the PS5. So that kind of people were a bit disappointed that obviously god of war is not out till then but it's not surprising given that they're flat out working on horizon at the moment but yeah they moved to put that and gran turismo 7 across to the ps4 as well as ps5 when they will when they first released the ps5 it was all very much we're going to be doing dedicated games on next gen um so yeah bit of a bit of a twist in there uh, and a bit disappointing that again another triple a title that people have been looking forward to is just not even out this year um yeah I, in some ways, I don't think, I think God of War would have been a if they'd turned around in, in, in the you know the coming couple of weeks and said it's coming out this year, people would have been like, I don't believe it because that would have come yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the disappointing bit is probably more the PS4, PS5, and you could say no surprise because they they can't sell the PS5s that they want. You know, it's still stock limited due to chip shortages and blah blah blah. Um. But it kind of flies in the face of last year because they really they really went hard on Microsoft. Microsoft were taught about this, you know, you can play our games anywhere. And Halo got such a ding for, you know, it's going to still support the the the, the, the One X, and people were like, oh, it's going to be crap looking, and it did come out pretty crappy looking. Um, and Sony were well, we we believe in generations. I think was the quote. We believe in generations, and you know, we are fully behind these new titles being on our new platform only. Um, so that was a salty then, bit this week. And then when it came to it, they saw a pile of 110 million PlayStation 4s as opposed to 7.8 million PS5s and thought, the economics are not good. No. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah so yeah it, so it, but then again sony have done that many times they often berate microsoft one year and then follow their lead in you know the I next think, year i think so. all the big companies do you know it's like you, you need to take a lot of this with a pinch of salt because it's hmm. um that's the that's the way the market is well they but... know it sparks up their fanboys and the fanboys can then say yeah we're all about next gen none of you losers looking at last gen and then you know it comes around to it and they it doesn't matter by the time you eat your words <laughs> well let, let, let's get your fanboy juices going so the rumor today around halo is that um on on june 13th we'll see um single player looking a lot more polished we'll see multiplayer um they'll announce it's coming out september rather than november um, and lots of people expect in november because the halo games have always come out in november but it should have come out last november so it's 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 late um and a multiplayer demo will drop at the end of the show Ah, very good. That might, they like to say, that'll get the juices going, won't it? So, what but, I would uh, say, young Christopher, if you've not already signed up to be a Halo insider, it probably I think, pays. I, think to... I am a Halo insider, but I just generally delete those emails because they're nothing uh, to do with Halo Five <laughs> or Six. I, I think I do the same. So, um, <laughs> but I think that might be the route to if they do drop a beta, they would maybe turn around and go, "You need to be in the Halo Insider platform or or update your dashboard to get something to allow you to install it." But that's the. That's the rumor, and it did remind me of lots of like the dub dub rumors, which is like everything's going to come out on Monday, and it won't happen. Yeah, I, so, I, I so I've been absolutely ignoring all rumors. I just, I just, I just don't listen to anything until it's an announcement. Now, just don't find the fun in it anymore. Oh, I've not long there to wait. Seven days, anyway. eight days. Yeah, and so in seven, eight days, we'll probably be talking to you. Well, that's not true. It's going to be longer than that. Um, we'll be talking to you about all what's <laughs> happened at WWDC and also about what's happened at the, I guess, getting towards E3 and the announcements leading up to that. So, yeah, but that's enough for today. Um, I just applaud you and quite possibly your quickest retraction ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk I to you about Oh, no, we won't. <laughs> I committed in reverse. I need that, I need that Twitter undo tweet, don't I? Hey, absolutely see see how important it is anyway that is all we've got for you um so i'll just say at this point if you want to find out more about us what we do info at digitaloutbox.com if you want to talk to us is our email but you can go to digitaloutbox.com is our website we put the episodes up there but you're probably getting that through somewhere else twitter is digitaloutbox i'm on twitter as cheesy uk uh my racing so my motor racing stuff is academyracer.co.uk i'm off to bonnie scotland uh this next coming week to do my next round of that championship and where do we find out about you ian square sauces for breakfast anyway um the um... <laughs> the land of tablet fish and chips supper uh what else have you had stuff. a square sausage i've not had a square sausage so you need to have a square sausage that's the thing you need to like so square sausage on a proper roll like a proper scottish morton's roll I might have to bring you one over. I'll be cold by the time I get there, but I might have to bring you one over. Maybe I need to bring the rolls over. Venture, venture I, into Dunfermline and go and ask for a square sausage and a proper roll. Just ask, no, no, you don't ask for just just ask for sausage. Just there. and you get a square sausage. Um, Iandick.com. I feel like you're setting me up for something, but I, yeah, it's, it's, it's not. It's a, it's a breakfast of champ. In fact, the breakfast of champions square sausage. And this was a butcher's in the south side years ago when I started hill walking. One of my mates turned up, and it was square sausage. And in the middle of it was a disc of of um, haggis, and it was it was like that is that is fantastic. And I said, "Can you get me some?" And instead of just getting me like four slices, he gets me a whole lawn and a whole lawn. I'm showing it's like a foot long 
I'm like, how can I use all that? So I just, I just dished it out to the guys in the office. Say, take this home. I can't eat all this. I apologise, listeners. I've set him <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we will uh, be back with you, yeah, probably in a fortnight or so-ish, something like that. So we'll speak to you then. Goodbye. Ta-da.